What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode number 224, where this week we're talking about Mortal Kombat and Stowaway from Netflix. My name is Grayson Maxwell, one of your hosts. Hi, I'm Roger Stillian. Did you forget your name for a minute? I did, for like a brief second. I'm, I'm really under the... I'm, I'm, my head feels like if I poke it with a needle, it will explode. I'm just so congested and backed up. Oh and I'm goodness. Christopher Bond. Thank you. Gentlemen, what is going on? How are you? Are you afflicted by the allergies as I am? No. No, not at all. I feel great. It was 81 degrees and perfect here today. Yeah, how are you doing? It was not perfect here today. It was kind of cloudy, kind of cold here today. But, you know, that's how it is. Did you guys get anything fun this week? Um, I watched Mortal Kombat. Watched one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Mortal Kombat. Dun, 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 so you're supposed to go for the entire night, the entire show. I tried to. I actually, I actually tried it a few times during the week. Like, am I really going to do this? No, not at all. And then the person I'm living with pointed out that how it, it sounds like a, it sounds kind of like Jock Jams from the. 90s. Oh yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Listen, you could also. I will also accept it. Jock Jams inspired <laughs> show. <laughs> So I just have it roll for like 60 minutes consecutive. I think we all have a shared opinion of Mortal Kombat. You know, I, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for the, you know, kind of get into it. But like, I, we, we all we all enjoyed it for what it was, right? That's fair sure. to say. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about yeah, it here we'll in a few. We will indeed. Anything else happened? Chris, what about you, my friend? Anything happened fun um, for you? I watched the Demon Slayer movie right after Mortal Kombat, actually. And did oh, you how like it? I did. It was very good. As, as a fan of the of the anime, of the, of the series, and they did something unique where this bridges right into the next season. It's not like a separate movie, which a lot of these anime movies Oh, do like that. those weird Dragon Ball movies that come yeah, out like Yeah, afterwards. it's like this happens and no one, it doesn't oh, actually matter. we'll never mention this yeah. again in the show, yep. but this is canon. Don't yeah. forget it. But we'll never talk about <laughs> yeah, it no, again. This, this is at, like, so this picks up right where the first season ended, and it it's going to pick, and now like season two will pick up right where this leaves off, and it was really good. It was a lot of fun. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it's really was, cool. Animation was like 10 out of 10. I, it was definitely worth paying the movie ticket for. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, being the guy on who, you know, you're like the anime dude. So I am the, the anime dude. I'm glad the, you enjoyed it. The little known anime dude. The little known anime dude. L-K-A-D. L-K-A-D. Little known anime dude. Uh, I did celebrate my birthday this week by getting drunk throughout... The entire day on Tuesday. Yeah. Good for it was you, a- Roger. Happy 30th birthday, man. 30th, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did laugh very hard because my wife was questioning me. What I, she was like, well, what are you going to do on your birthday? I was like, I'm going to do nothing. Nothing. And I'm going to drink while I do nothing. <laughs> and she was like, okay. And then I started drinking at like 11 a.m. <laughs> no, and she was like, you weren't kidding, huh? I was like, what part of this was a joke to you? <laughs> Well, you asked me what I was going to do. Was your, all your I alcohol. told you verbatim what I was going to do. And then <laughs> when I executed it. my plan, you then questioned me. That's consistent. What was your uh, drink of choice for your birthday? Um, well, I basically, I have a drawer full of alcoholic beverages in my house. So where, well, it's it's like when you have like a case of beer and a couple of them end up there. Or, you know, somebody brings something over to your house and they like leave two or three different things. I just polished off the old beer drawer, the beer drawer. <laughs> so, some people have a jump drawer, some have a candy drawer. We're not surprised that Roger has a, has a drink drawer. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> no, no one's surprised by that. Right? Some Miller Lights. I think there was an Angry Orchard in there. Right. Various types of seltzer that well, I have no idea how they got into my home. You know, incredible. Yeah. Incredible day to be drunk yesterday, at 6 yesterday p.m. I had, uh, yesterday I had, um, I helped my person living with hang curtains in her outside porch and I drank 
uh, vodka mixed with I think it was grapefruit juice. That was pretty Ugh. good. Why don't you you could call her call her your roommate, right? That's what she is. Amy, yeah, her name's Amy. She's a payroll accountant. Look, I didn't ask her name. They thank you, Amy, payroll accountant. But like you know, like you know, you just say your roommate. You don't have to okay, say the person well, I live with every time. I'm not really the roommate. I mean, okay, well, I'll just start my roommate from now on. That's well, I mean, I you're mean. you're not her like lover, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, okay, fair, okay. Yeah, that makes okay. Now roommate I roommate makes that. way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, roommate. The person yeah. I choose to live with that isn't my partner, but I live with. Yeah, yeah. this is not hurt at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. Thank you, gentlemen. This is episode 224 of For Love of Cinema, a podcast podcast about movies, film, and cinema. You would think we'd be better at this by now. We coach each Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google podcast and amazon music each of week we start with the box office curtain upcoming releases what streaming trailers and then movies of the week so let's take a look at the box office yeah tell me it tell me them sweet sweet numbers what do you think took number one you'd be surprised well, nothing came out did it but what's in the number one slot this this week is it not mortal Kombat? demon slayer it is demon slayer <laughs> mugen train it's huge <laughs> uh, it really is so it's done worldwide oh my god i that's 500 million number. Six point four million domestic, but worldwide is four hundred and twenty-eight. Big deal, huh? That is a big. I never deal. watched Demon Slayer, so I don't. It's really good. <laughs> it's, it's was the, the movie ones. subtitled, or was it dubbed? Uh, there was options. You could do either one. I watched it subtitled, but I enjoy subtitles. I know not everybody does. It's because I always I tend to watch my anime subtitled. Yeah, okay. If I have the choice, because yep. I I think you get the better I, I vibe for it there. But I know it's a little different on the movie screen because the movies are always trying to bring in. More people, yeah. So it was. It, I mean, you had the option of there was different showings for dubbed and sub, so you could choose. Interesting. Yeah, it was good. Number number two, Mortal Kombat. As no surprise, six point two million bringing in. I I think what is a kind of a disappointing sixty six point nine million. So well, it hasn't released anywhere else but America yet, right? Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. I didn't know that. Okay. What was I saw something? Um, you know, Godzilla versus Kong hasn't hit China yet. And it made like three hundred million. Didn't mm-hmm. it? Well, Godzilla vs Kong. It's a funny segue into two point seven million worldwide so far. Four hundred and fifteen point four. It has so not it, hit the entire Asian market yet because of some sort of licensing problem. So when that does, that number is going to scale. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that that thing could knock on the door of a billion. Yeah, it might. That's impressive. I mean, it would have probably made a billion dollars under normal circumstances anyway. And that's fair. They had a very impressive, you know, pandemic number. Yeah. So. By far the biggest we've ever run into at we're, this point. We're getting we're getting more of those movies. There's no <laughs> doubt. Oh, for sure. All right, number number four, Separation, one point two million. Wait, what? Uh, bringing its war. That was that horror movie, Separation. Like a, a young like girl finds solace girl. in her artist father. Oh yeah, like with the, the weird fingers. No, no, I don't. No, I don't know. <laughs> do that. I don't, no, no. <laughs> No, no. Right, none of this. Looks at the weird fingers. You guys both knew what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Only because you brought it up. I, I don't think of the weird fingers when I think of that movie, but now I do. <laughs> it's got that. It's got that dude that's like super flexible in it that like crawls yeah. backwards on his hands. And, yeah, the, um, that the dude. Mime. Yeah, that dude was in. Um, he did, he has a whole like running character through the CW's version of the Flash. I forget what his character's name is, but he's been on many, many episodes. Okay. Every time he's doing that weird bendy shit, it creeps me out. Yep, yep. Like it just <laughs> I mean, it, his physical talent is impressive. Yeah. It is creepy as shit. <laughs> not you're not welcome to my house. No. <laughs> you're cool, stay out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Number five, Ryan the Last Dragon, 1.3 million, bringing us worldwide to 100 million. I'm glad Ryan hit 100. It was, it was okay. That, I really kind of enjoyed that. It doesn't that count what it made on Plus. It does no, it not. doesn't. And, but we'll never know either what might win. True. Probably not. Bet it made at least that. <sighs> you know, we're like 70 days out from Black Widow. We are indeed. We are. We're, we're on the precipice of a lot of. We're like 40 days out from Loki. I know. Now that I'm excited for. That's a big deal. That is. A big deal. Let's look at taking some upcoming releases. I don't think much has changed since last we talked. Wrath of Man comes out this week. Who's pumped for that? All right. Yeah, Wrath of Man, the the human factor, and here today, all theatrical. Uh, some of those are what? like some of those are going to be very very limited though. Right? <laughs> I've heard of one of those movies, the one that I brought up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have, of course, Spiral from the Book of Saw, Those Who Wish Me Dead, and The Woman in the Window. When does Spiral then, come out? Uh, that's May fourteenth. So that's, yeah. that's two I weeks. Two weeks. AMC already AMC already put on their um their app that they're doing. They're taking their taking pre orders for tickets. All right. Are they doing a midnight show? They don't. Midnight shows don't exist anymore. It's like they shouldn't. They shouldn't exist in the first place because they ruined my life as a movie theater employee. Same. Well, yeah. back then it was a pretty easy way to get extra hours, but that was way. Yeah, back. not for me. Not for, <laughs> for Mister Salary, Salary, bro. Salary, bro. June. Has big ones like The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Samaritan Spirit, Untamed, Vivo, In the Heights, which in the in the wake of the new trailer the we're going to talk commercial. about today, <laughs> the Diet Coke commercial that you you don't think Spielberg cares about, you don't think West Side Story cares about In the Heights at all, do you? No, they want it to do very well. Yes, they right. want In the Heights to do massive money. Well, then because they'll do massive money. Exactly. Listen, you would think there'd be some sort of rivalry. There's not. Nope. He's like, make all the money, bro. All of it, bro. All right, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Fatherhood, Pixar's Luca, Peter Rabbit 2, June 18th. That moved again to June 18th. Jeez. Just keep uh, moving it back to next Easter. <laughs> and then Fast 9 in June 20th to round out June. And that's uh, that's your that's your June. We're starting July with The Forever Purge and The Tomorrow War, which is an Amazon Wait, movie. Wait, I didn't know we are getting another Purge. Yeah, The Forever yes. Purge. Yep. Good. I don't mind the Purge movies. I they're they're to me they're oddly entertaining. I still think in the last Purge movie, which was supposed to be the first Purge, yeah, I think they missed a real opportunity there. Ever tell you guys about that? Yeah, I, you, know, I, know I talk about yeah, you, you've had to. There, there's the one character, the uh, the guy that they let in the house in the first Purge yeah, movie. Yep. That they didn't have anything to do with him in that movie, and I'm just like, that would have been perfect. Yep. It would have been the way to to link it all together. Yeah, you're right. June, July 9th is Black Black Widow, theatrical and Disney Plus. Mm. Are you guys oh, gonna, are you guys going to watch that theatrical or? I will be in the theaters. Yes. Yeah, okay. I will absolutely try to be in the theater, yeah. but there's no way I'm not going to the theaters to, to watch a Marvel movie at this point if I can. Yeah, I mean, I saw it's also Kombat, cheaper for me. <laughs> I can't imagine not seeing that in the theater though. That's that was that's a good movie that I think benefits from being seen theatrically. But Mortal Kombat just got a lot of things going on a lot of times on the screen. <laughs> stuff you know nobody fell in a pit in Mortal Kombat <laughs> I thought they were setting that up in the movie too. so did I and with it never the, happened yeah with the, the guy with the hammer and jacks mm-hmm. I thought that's what was going to happen because the mm-hmm. where the, yep, but mm-hmm. nope, missed, missed opportunity for it wasn't in wasn't in a tournament all right so you look at to say that was I <laughs> <laughs> spoiler <laughs> let's take a look at what streaming HBO Max Tenet has recently come to Mm. Uh, HBO Max, Christopher Nolan's newest and, in my opinion, worst movie. So I got a chance to watch Tenet, huh? John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, Michael Caine, Kenneth Branagh, 
Joker by director Wait, Todd Phillips. HBO, that means it should be on HBO Max, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're going to watch it in 4K. Yeah, of course. Interesting. Yeah. As long as you have 4K TV. Sorry. Joker. I'm, I'm new to the 4K TV realm. So <laughs> director Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, Zazie Beetz, Brett Cullen, Shea Brett, Wigger. what'd you give this movie? A seven. Mm. We all know that. You know, it still mm. it still hurts just as much. Well, I don't. I mean, in retrospect, I, I don't even think it deserves a seven. But wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. Double Mortal down. Com- Mortal Kombat had a chance. Had a chance to had a chance to like rain it back. Be like, you know what? Maybe I was a little too harsh on that movie. When it, this- and now he's just driving right. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like- it's only like a three and a half now. <laughs> Fucking trash. <laughs> All right, Mortal yeah, Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The movie from 97 by Dr. Moon. actually a three. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck R. Leonetti. Robert. It's probably a two. Robert Chow is Louis, Liu Kang. James Remmer is Raiden. Sandra Hess as Sonya Blade. Lynn Red Williams as Jax. And Brian Thompson's as Shao Kahn. You can watch it and compare. That is movie the, is also kind of fun, though. Is the original Mortal Kombat movie streaming as well? Or is it just you know, I didn't, I didn't find it when I was just streaming. I also didn't type it in, but I, I, I didn't see it. They weren't like – you'd think if it was, it'd be, they would have like prominently displayed that. You yeah. think HBO would have been all over it? Yeah, right? Yeah. It's got to be – maybe it's not a Warner Brothers. Maybe not. Well, no, because they're, well, they're, they're both New Line Cinema. I know that. That didn't mean anything back then, though. True. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> all right. Those are, those are available to stream if you have HBO Max. Check those out if you have any desire. A lot of people are I'm talking about watching Tenet again. I don't there's a movie that I think deserves what we gave it and no more. Maybe well, I'm wrong, but yeah, I mean but, it did win an Academy Award, so I was gonna say recently a you know, Academy Award winning movie. But I mean the the visual effects were never never in question. Those are always amazing in any Nolan film. Visual effects are always awesome. So I mean, I, I, I know, I've only watched it the one time, yeah. so I don't know, maybe second viewing would make it better. It's possible. All right, let's talk about some trailers. Talk about trailers. The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. That was a very short Amazon trailer. What are you guys wrong? I'm I'm not a fan of these little these little teasers that we keep on getting on on loops for trailers and stuff for these Amazon these streaming movies. I mean, I don't mind them. It's, I mean, it, it comes out July second, so there's definitely time for a bigger trailer. I, I don't okay, think okay, okay, that, that's true, but it's not that far out. We're we're in May now. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, th- this seems yeah. Like, we're, we're sixty days, man. Yeah, this, that's sixty this, days from today. This seems like a, a February trailer. You know, like a February yeah. teaser, and then you get a full trailer by this point. So I mean, it does have Chris Pratt, but that's all it has. So it's sci-fi. I'm ready for it. But sci-fi time travel war movie with Chris Pratt, the most the most hateable Avenger because he's the one that. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. he was a stupid dick. Yes, he was a stupid dick. Don't why? Why did you say whoa? Did you forget that he's the one that brought Thanos out of his? Maybe I don't think it's the most hateable Avenger. Who's the most hateable Avenger? I can't tell you that. (laughs) Why? Because it might surprise you. Is it what? Maybe he died in a sacrifice in in a big (laughs) way. (laughs) Uh, Not naming names or anything. Maybe he died in a sacrifice. I'm clearly talking about Jarvis. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Jarvis, indeed. I, to be honest, I will. It's one of those movies I'm going to start with wild anticipation, and it's probably in the first 20 minutes going to really, really just turn me off. But the, we'll see how that goes. I mean, they did Warrior. get Chris Pratt, and Chris Pratt is huge yeah. right now, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, how about the Army of the Dead? I was me and Roger talked about this a little bit. I am all of a sudden. I, I didn't care about this movie, and then this trailer happened. And I'm all in. I want to see this thing now. This thing, I, it, it has me interested 
beyond beyond belief. I want to see this. This needs to come out now. You see, I'm kind of not. I don't. I always had a problem with that movie. What was that? Roger, help me out here. What was that movie when the the with John Leguizamo, the Land of the Dead, or something? Was it called Land of the Dead? Yeah, no. The zombies could use something gun. like yeah. The second one. I mean, I didn't hate that movie either because I always liked that whole the whole of the dead like series or whatever. I think Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorite zombie movies because it really does how show how society would just eat itself because it would. Yeah. Um, but listen, man, I played Dead Rising. I know how this goes. <laughs> I'm here for just chaotic violence. Yeah. Well, so like, I, I mean, the visuals in this look like they could be odd. Like you can definitely get the, um, the 300 feel from some of these shots in this trailer. And this, this trailer is more of the same for like the first half of it. The second half is really, really good. And it's all, it's most of it's new stuff. And it's a three minute trailer too. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm. I think this looks good. It looks like it could be a lot of fun. I'm in on it, and it has a very Left for Dead feel to me, especially like some of the shots we get near the end. I mean, we get a lot of like a long shot of people like loading weapons to the slow play to the gambler by Kenny Rogers. I'm I'm, I'm in for that. I'm here for this. Yeah, this is good. (laughs) Baseball bat with nails. Yeah, pointed out. Give me murder. Yep. Give me Frank West. This guy knows. Listen, some guy has a concrete saw, revved it, swinging it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In the zombie tiger. I don't know if I'm as sold on it as you guys are. It's just, I don't know. I just, my zombie movies, I like very simple, you know, the spread of the disease is. I'm as sold on it to this point as I ever have been on Mortal Kombat. So (laughs) that's fair. fair. And speaking of Mortal Kombat, both Mortal Kombat from the 90s are available on HBO Max. I don't know why they wouldn't prominently display that, though, but I did type it in. I feel like the first was a better watch, but. I mean, it's a better movie. It's true. It's actually. You didn't hate Spoiler, it. Spoiler, it's didn't... probably a better movie than the one we just watched. Oh, I'd have to watch them both and to really decide that. They really refreshed because the first one's so wonderfully campy, but this one was this one has some serious strong points to it. All right. That was going to be one of my talking points about which one do you think is actually better, this one or the one from 95? Oh, I'm sure we'll make some I haven't rewatched. We'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. West Side Story, a big trailer from legendary director Steven Spielberg. First impressions, let me hear. Answer, so we saw answer. this we saw this trailer during the Oscars last week, which we watched. And I hope you listened to our show about how weird it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know what happens. <laughs> yeah, no surprises. <laughs> We've seen this movie a couple of times already. I, I couldn't be less interested in the movie than I am for this, but it's just not my thing. This is well, the furthest I from to... my... My wheelhouse is, as you can get. You've never been a musical guy, though. No, I haven't. Like, I just, I can't get into them. I've tried. I just can't seem to do it. My wife loves these things. I don't mind musicals in general, but, like, again, it's weird because I'd be, like, you didn't like Hamilton. Like, I I, I thought Hamilton was great because, you know, I I obviously liked it more than you do. But, like, I'm more interested, if I had to pick a musical movie to be more interested in, I'm more interested in something like In the Heights because I don't know what it's about. Okay, yeah. When... I've seen West Side Story. I know what's going to happen. Listen, it might be incredible. I still know what's going to happen yeah. unless something crazy changes. <laughs> Doubt it. So, well, but I mean, you also, I look forward to the Spielberg. Like, what does Spielberg bring to this rendition of West Side Story that the others didn't have? E.T. <laughs> he bring, quite literally brings E.T. That would be incredible. Like, West Side <laughs> Story ends with them riding a bike into oblivion. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Well, like you mentioned, the whole Spielberg spin. There can't be much that changes, right? Indiana Jones could show up. I, I, I wouldn't imagine Chris much changes in this version. Because I mean, look, West Side Story is one of those you don't really mess with the story. It is what it is. 
you know, it's been it's kind of a classic the way it is. So I can't yeah, imagine so, I mean, you made so many creative decisions. Be yeah, be beyond you know like camera angles and stuff. You're not getting anything different out of this movie, I don't think. So well, I mean, playing up, deciding what what characters to really focus on, which ones to not focus. So I'd like to know. West Side Story is set in the early '50s, definitely the same time frame as peak Indiana Jones. They could cross them over. <laughs> I love I'm how I'm like, I, I'm, I'm what, 800 miles, 900 miles away from you guys, and I could feel the light bulb in Roger's head go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just like, oh my God, this is a possibility. This is so cool. Remember when we talked about uh, Nobody and John Wick being in the same universe? Yeah, that doesn't happen. It should. It needs to. It doesn't, here's the thing. They don't have to see each other. I just need a nod. I'll be extremely depressed. Yeah, all he, all he needs is a nod. But that, that, that makes I just need him to go to the Continental. Right? Yep. I don't need John. Give me Lance Reddick as the bellhop. Yep. That's all I need. <laughs> or or get this, or he finally he finally gets the trash out on time and then a dog runs up and he bends down and then you don't you don't see who it is, but two feet just walk in the frame and you just know it's Keon. Like how amazing would that be? How awesome. I like my be? idea better. The Continental. Didn't yeah. didn't they turn on him? They turned on yeah, John so. the third one. And they didn't turn on him. They were following the rules. I don't know. I mean, betrayal is betrayal, however you look at it. People die every But I mean, day. I, okay, well, no, you're right, Chris, because in the John Wick universe, the rules have to be followed. Like, the rules are very important. Yep. Yeah, okay, fair. Rules like you, just, you, you don't kill dogs. Why would you ever kill a dog? Bad idea. I'm going to watch those movies again, too. Yeah. Yes. Do it on a row. My wife hasn't seen them yet, so I think I'm Really? Wife. Yeah. Yeah, really. Mm. Yeah, she's sheltered. I mean, there's no, there's nothing wrong with opening up someone's, you know, film palette to, to movies that, you know, just are incredible. Exactly. Well, check out those trailers if you have not. We're looking forward to those. I mean, those are pretty. I mean, those are trailers that I think are right up our. I mean, maybe not West High Story as far as Chris, but like, oh. I think Roger and I, we we both appreciate musicals for what they are. At least right, at least now that we have a show, and we have seen several of them. Is that fair to say, Roger? You think? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I did listen. Yeah. I gotta watch it. It better not suck. <laughs> That's our show motto. I just hope it doesn't suck. Yeah. Those are gonna cut out. That's our show. <laughs> out. Boom. All right, let's talk about Netflix's Stowaway. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is, I think, we're gonna have the most divisive on the show to today. Uh, this came out actually April twenty second by Joe Pena. Which, Chris, you brought up a good point with Joe Pena. Is this is this is very early in his career. Yeah. Um, so, that, I mean, it's kind of a big deal that he kind of made this. But Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, uh, Shamir Anderson, and Tony Collette. Build in that order, by the way. Tony Collette build last of the four. Which is weird because for a long time I thought this was a Tony Collette movie. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean that seriously yeah, until yeah. like the last half hour, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get it. So, Roger, take, uh, take 10 seconds and uh, sum it up for us. Stowaway. I mean, it's a very easy movie to sum up. All right, so the guy ends up stuck on board of a spaceship, hence the name Stowaway. That's kind of it. I think Chris went out of another room to die. Jeez, Chris. I, we heard all that. Thanks, Chris. He's that. literally all the way down the hallway. Brings <laughs> out. Uh, well, okay, so Stowaway is like every time I think of Stowaway, I think of what you said last week. Most people train their entire lives. Well, someone cheated the system and stuck on to become an astronaut. This guy just gets stuck in a panel and just becomes an astronaut. And they even make make a 
they even make a nod to that. She's like, I don't think you need to apply for this anymore. Yes. You're already up here. Mm-hmm. Cool. So here, the interesting part is now, okay, again, I'm going to say, Roger, you said something before this, before we started shooting. There are a couple of different movies here, a couple of different routes that they could have taken. Sure. And I think you're probably right in the fact that one of those routes, be it what it was, would, would have probably been a better choice. Yeah, um, I wanna I wanna start off by saying I don't think this is a bad movie. I just think this movie could have been much better than what it was, um, because this is I mean this is a two hour long Netflix movie, which generally means it's going to be paced terribly. And guess what? I kind of think it's paced terribly. Like I don't I don't want to beat a dead horse, but this is a problem that their movies keep having. Okay, you know I get it. They're in space. I don't need people staring out the window like over and over again. Be like. Space, it's so big. No shit, you're in space. Well, because on. one one thing they do, there's a scene when after he's you know re- recovered from his initial shock of not being on the Earth anymore. Hey, suddenly, I'm in space. Um, he's recovered, and they walk to the, to the window, and he says something like, it, I, "Pictures don't do it justice." And then him and Anna Kendrick stand there, but they literally like the, the shot is held for like 20 seconds, and I thought that was weird. But it it kind of it's, it keeps pace with the movie. Now, what I wanted to say earlier about I do agree with you, Roger, that this is paced not it's not paced terribly well, and it at, at times is pretty boring. Well, listen, the last half hour is fine. It's getting to that point that I have a real problem with, um, which is also why I think it, it's you know it could have been a better movie if it was you know, well, here, a little some, different. Some things that work for and against what you said. Uh, the movie is a little slower, and it's yeah. At, at times, not a lot's going on. They're, they're they're talking about the science of things and what is going to happen, what they have to do. And there's a certain hierarchy of knowledge on board when some some character can't know things they're talking about. Blah blah blah. But I thought it was an interesting choice, and you guys may agree. I hope you guys agree with. They kept saying we're trying to save you, as if if we can't figure it out, you're out the hatch. You go. You're de- like you're dead. Gone. Okay. Well, so let, let's talk about that for just a second. Um, well, hold on. What's wrong with that? Well, no. Okay, I don't. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it. I think how they approach it and all suddenly come to the giant realization immediately that I have a little bit of a problem with. Okay? I, I, I agree. Well, so because well, him, during him being there is what destroyed is what broke the life support system. Sure, called? The, the the PCR or something. There was like CDR a or something like that. But it's him. Him falling down the panels. And then getting stuck where he did is what broke the life support system anyway. And uh, there, there are two really great moments, like really, I think, really wonderful movie moments in this movie. Uh, actually, three, I think, are really great moments. Three really great moments. Um, but one of the things that – I don't know if you guys agree with the whole – like they kept saying – they, they didn't keep, keep saying we're in trouble. They kept saying you're in trouble as no. in, you know – there, there's a reason for that. So, no, of course there is. But well, the the whole the whole real thing is is because when you're trained as an astronaut, okay, you are trained like their training is completely different than any kind of psychological training that just about any one of us normal people or even advanced military people ever have. You have to be programmed to such a way where if everybody else dies, you won't. You understand what I mean? You have to be ready to make any sacrificial choice to continue the mission. Like, your life is not as valuable as that mission. It's something you have to accept, or you don't get to be an astronaut. Like, it's not, oh, you know, things are different when you get up there. No, it's not. Time, time to turn this thing around. That's No, listen, it was never an option, right? <laughs> so, with this, they come to me the decision, there's one person here that can't be here, okay? 
And if somebody's got to go, it's got to be the one that has no value to this mission. No, no, and like that's not what I'm just. I was, I was kind of impressed with the, the, the fact that they kept saying it. I was kind of impressed with that choice. Oh, well, they wanted you to know that. Listen, we're going to kill this guy. We don't care. Well, there's an addendum to that. I mean, I mean, this movie, it is what it is. It's very linear. And it's the fact that not, I mean, yes, yeah, someone's on board. The life support system can't support the people on board. They have to figure this out. But there's one scene, I mean, when Daniel Kim pretty much takes it upon himself to solve the problem. I thought that was a really impressive scene. I didn't expect it from a movie that before that hadn't impressed me at all. Is it, what, is that he just thing? throws away his entire life's work? No, 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 not, not Wait, that. About, when he's, he, he's talking about the pen. I'm talking about oh, the pen. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, game. okay. And, and then he explains what it is and what it does. And you know, I, I agree with you then. I did appreciate that very much. Well, and, and it went different than what I thought because I thought he was going to try to kill him. And, like, he laid it out. He's like, here. This is why I'm leaving this here. I just want you to understand because this is what is going to happen. Yeah. So let me okay. So let me ask you this: a sim, just one simple design choice that wouldn't have changed the movie whatsoever. Not not one word of dialogue would have had been changed. Well, you would yes, we would have changed a little dialogue, but for the most part, ninety nine percent of the movie remains intact. Now you're okay. Imagine you're the you're the the last creative guy at Netflix signing off on this, and your last question is. Does he or does he not have someone back on Earth that will miss him if he's gone? I think the movie would have been more interesting is if he would have had no one on Earth to, to, to miss him and the moral conundrum on, on the ship was still, do we let this guy die or don't we? So if this guy's a complete zero, we can just off him and no one cares? Well, no, well, but like that's, I, that makes the moral... I get what he's the, saying. Yeah, I that get that makes their decision a, a much heavier decision is, yes, it won't matter because... No one's waiting for him. It, the it, fact it, that they it, gave him a sister, I thought, kind of made the movie less impactful. It almost takes away – it actually makes the decision like a more question of their own humanity and morality if there's nothing for them to have an excuse to like keep this guy alive. When, okay. when you take all that away and go, this is just a guy, has nothing on earth, why don't we just kill him? It kind of takes it away from, you know, you know, is this right or is it not? Someone, you know, someone needs him. You know, I got you. Home. All of a sudden it's like – do we just kill a dude because he's in the wrong place right now? Like, yeah. It's that kind of thing. So I do understand. I mean, that still kind of goes through the same way, except he's got family at home. Yeah, well, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I understand. I see both sides of it. Yeah, yeah. but if you remove the family, you make the moral, you make the morality of their decision a much heavier one. I mean, the guy might still have a dog or something at home. Goddamn. <laughs> Haters. So, like, yeah, who's going to feed my fish? This is a weird job. Who's going to feed my fish? Um, the dog at home. And there, there are several. There are, there are a couple. Well, I won't say several. There are a couple moments in this movie that yeah. I was, I kind of like. Okay, I can go with it. Like it, I'm glad they happened because if they didn't, I would have been bored the entire time. Yeah. So, um, so I wasn't surprised about the pacing of this movie. This is this is part of the course for these. You guys. know, though, as it as it got farther along, I wasn't surprised by it either. Yeah. But I don't. So you say par for the course, though. Mm-hmm. What does that really mean well, in I, this scenario? Does it have to be this way? It doesn't. But, but we just accept it as it is what it is. I mean, I think it's more that because, I mean, we could take every movie genre, you know, especially the tropey ones like horror films, and you they have a certain formulaic thing they just they seem to go by, unwritten rules, you know, of how scripting should be for this kind of movie. This one fall, just unfortunately falls into that bracket. I think that... That correlates with you know our you know this is this guy's first time you know writing and creating and directing a movie, so it kind of makes sense that it might be a little form- more formulaic than it could, than it had to be. But my big problem is with the end of this movie, where you know with, where you guys said you, you had you know where it kind of 
was like the best part of this movie. This again, I don't know if it's the best part of the movie. Okay, okay, that's fair. But like this movie has a certain build up, and then there's gonna be this thing that happens that you know is gonna happen, <laughs> and then it happens, and it happens for a long time on this movie. It's like yeah. twenty five minutes. Yeah, and like well, I don't know. I thought I had more fun with this movie building up to that point right before they you know they have to do what they're gonna do. What if I say I was never once surprised by this movie? Oh, yeah, do you understand yeah, what yeah, I mean? Hundred <laughs> percent. You knew, but you knew that was because well, you knew that was, wasn't. This movie wasn't going to end with them all dying. There's no well, way. So well, you listen, knew someone's going to have to go back. Could have. Yeah. This I mean, movie. I just don't think that's Netflix's style. But yeah. not, I will say, I thought a different character was going to die. Same. Well, I, okay. I thought that for a while, yes. and then I realized what was actually going to happen. Yeah, yep. So, but and like so, and they doubled back with with some with some narration, which really which did shift the way that like I thought about the movie as well, and the point I thought I was trying to get across. But it was really well, you know, done in that sense. I liked how they portrayed the the thing that went wrong too, like the visuals of it. Mm-hmm. Really interesting to like kind of like see how they like showed you just how dangerous of a situation that like the one character has to put themselves into at the very end of the movie. So we were talking before we started about the science of this movie yeah. <laughs> and science in this movie for a science based movie is pretty weak. Yeah. I um, no, listen, obviously I'm not thinking they're going to be able to solve their oxygen problem. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. Can we talk about the entire climax of this movie where they're gonna climb from one ship to the other yeah what's in the other ship <laughs> it was i think it, it was it was the, the that's how they got there right the, the, so the, that the, was the ship yeah. they flew in on it docked became tethered slid apart and starts to spin that's how they get their simulated gravity okay so instead of getting into the other ship They take off a side panel and crack into the liquid oxygen, which is the fuel, okay? Why don't they just go into the other ship for a minute? Was that not an option? We can crack a side panel open? You mean the Kingfisher? Yes. That's odd. Is it? That wasn't a whole ship. No, no. no, It was only only designed for one. No, okay. I'm sorry, because I thought the Kingfisher, okay. I thought the Kingfisher is what they flew to the space station on. No. No, the Kingfisher was their climbing destination when they needed to climb to go get more oxygen. I, well, I, no, I know what you're saying. It's kind of confusing. Well, because, okay, because then maybe I don't understand what no, what the hell it's no, for. Because for a second, I was like, uh, when you said that, I was like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Because I, I was trying to catch back up with like what I saw, but no. So Okay, because, yeah, because I, I just let me let me explain to you what I was thinking about then. Because I'm thinking they climb, they do this treacherous climb, and okay, that's kind of neat how they, you know, the gravity switches halfway. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yep. I get that. Nifty. Um, didn't, just, didn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, why not just stay there? But yeah, no, or not stay there. Yeah. Go in, do what you need, and then come back out. When, yeah. yeah. Why yeah. are you, why are you getting into a side panel and like tapping into an oxygen line? <laughs> like you couldn't open it up, fill this tank up inside and go back. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, Cause I, I was just like, that. why the hell are they doing well, this? And don't forget, she drops the side. Well, no, okay. Yeah. No, I, that also Which was the biggest eye roll I've ever had yeah. watching a movie because there's no way that's just a pop-off panel as a door to a ship. See ya. <laughs> um, yeah, but then I, he, I agree with you. Know, if, if the Kingfisher is a single-person pod, what is it for? 
I don't I don't know if that was for them to use while they were on Mars or not. I think that's what it what it's meant for because the because when this thing because when this thing lands it, lo- it like this huge array that it's mm-hmm. that it has strapped to it it lands flat and then the the kingfish are supposed to come off mm. is what it, is the way that they talk about it for a minute it's supposed to it's supposed to pop off the top and then fall down to Mars well because I know they were talking about once they the get to Mars they said when they get to Mars they use what's already on yeah, Mars to come back yes yeah. Yeah. there's an unmanned ship that they're supposed to fly back yeah. so okay. Okay, so maybe I misunderstood that because I was just like the whole time they're doing this getting they, oxygen thing. I'm like, why is great, they don't do a great job? Explaining Again, though, <laughs> a movie about science they give us really shitty science. Well, so like this movie, it, it's obviously more more of like this this character journey that these guys, that all these people go on, which is what this movie is designed to be. I just think that there are a few things that are kind of like well, just like what you're talking about that are a little bit. Long on the tooth on what you have to what you have to believe and what you're supposed to know and what you're supposed to infer. You know this this movie feels like it's for smart people sometimes, and like it it to watch it it can be a little jarring. The thing I have a problem with is how is all the spin I get, get like the spinnings like the way they get their gravity and stuff, but man that thing's moving and for the backdrop of space to be stars far away. Those things were just spinning. I'd be sick too. Cause well, again, though, why do we keep seeing people staring blankly out windows? In a movie about space, you see I'm, kind of, I'm you, okay you, with it, though. That's you see a lot of space. But, but I'm okay with well, that. So, no, I mean, okay, so the, the point that I was going to make, so listen, when Anna Kendrick's character, when she first gets up and she's like, I love to look at this. Okay, and she, they, she sees this beautiful shot of Earth. Okay, I understand why she looks at that. And then when the dude that falls out of the panel is like, she's like, I want to show you this. I understand that part too, but then why in your spare time are you just staring in infinite black? <laughs> well, to, to, to be fair, I mean that also that is the poster shot as well. The shot when I mean when they're both sitting in front of the window and he's trying to make a decision and she's trying to talk him out of a certain decision. Yeah, uh, but like, like that's a yeah. Big Instead of here. staring in the infinite black, maybe you should be working on the oxygen problem. <laughs> I mean, but they, but they were, and so was, so was everyone. Okay, let me ask you, let me ask you a question I, that I, might melt your brain. Were they working on another problem? On another problem? Like, no, no, on the oxygen problem. Were there other people working on this problem? Oh, yeah, we have to assume that Hyperion. Like a Hyperion? Mm-hmm. Because listen, I take it as there's a couple lines of dialogue, and they're like, "We can't do it," and she was just like, "That's it." And they're like, "Yeah, that's it." So maybe well, they're no, like, we don't ever... toss this guy off the ship. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. Jettison the track. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, obviously, look. that puts a big corporation look as a, the unnamed evil face. <laughs> but, like, I kind of got that vibe for a while. I'm like, who the hell is she talking to? Well, that's part, part of it, though, is... Though. We don't ever hear what they're saying back to her. Yeah, we're only getting the one side of the conversation, which I thought is interesting. Yes, I did, too. I, I, I appreciate that. But that. That, that puts you with them. On the ship, I mean, it, yeah. it, it it does a little bit to immerse you on the ship because you also never see the other side of the tablet when whenever no, you never hear the questions, you just hear them answering the questions. So, yeah. so I know you I'm gonna hear get, one side of it. I know what answers I'm gonna get from you guys, but I want to ask the question just you know for prosperity's sake. What's your like? What's your decision here? Like, what do you think should have happened? Like, like put yourself in the shoes and 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 what's what's the decision here? I'll, I'll be the I'll be the optimist guy, which is going to surprise you probably. I'm the work the problem guy. Yeah. Listen, you're all scientists. You're supposed to be some of the smartest people we had. That's what astronauts are. Okay, you have ten days to figure something out. We didn't get anywhere near a solution, right? Besides, so this 
panel is broke. No one does a teardown. No one takes it apart. You can't get wires from somewhere else. Something you don't. The guy that fell out of the goddamn panel is a mechanical engineer. Come on. Listen, maybe you can't fix it. I get that. You didn't even fucking try. But they worked that in the script by her, by Tony Collette's character sending pictures to. Well, another thing I want to ask you is Hyperion supposed to be NASA in this? I'm assuming it's like privatized. Well, don't forget they already have a, co- a colony on Mars, so this could be this could be way. Okay, different. okay, okay, that was, okay. Well, Hyperion, we'll just call them that. Is so they already told her that. For, I mean, from the pictures, that is not fixable. But I mean, you're you're right. All they saw was but, okay. Level. So again, though, bad science. You don't have a spare one of these laying around. This is a mission mission critical part. Yeah. You don't go to space without a spare one. I don't think. Well, they had the backup canisters, which 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 weren't working because of the of the damage done. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, they weren't expecting an entire human body to be stuck. stuck I, I, I understand that though. Yeah, but so if that thing breaks and there's not an extra person there, mm-hmm. what do you do? Well, so they had. You still got to then you got to draw straws. Like who are we kicking out? The well, they had oxygen <laughs> three. That was the big issue. Sure. You know what I mean? So that fourth body, so even though that thing breaks and it's no longer functioning, the fourth body is the issue. You guys remember, you've never seen The Martian yet, right? I haven't seen The Martian. All right. I want to talk about The Martian for a second because The Martian is one of my favorite science fiction movies of all time. Mm -hmm. It's relatively new. I think you'll like it a lot, actually. I've read the book. The book's incredible. The movie, obviously, a little bit different, but does a really good job at doing what it is. Now, I'm programmed from all these, like, serious space mission things. There are no what-ifs in space. Yeah, You yeah. have every scenario covered. Okay, So maybe you don't have a contingency for a fourth person ending up here. But your margin of error is always supposed to be double because of stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. So you have three people. That means you should have preparations for six. Yeah. So when you have a fourth person, you're still within the bubble of things that shouldn't kill you. Well, that's why Hyperion isn't NASA. I guess. No, no, but that, that's, no, that's, also, that's also why they had the 20-day contingency that they shortened to 10 just to be sure. That- well, listen, okay, even then, I appreciate it. Like, they found a buffer. That, hey, we have 20 days to make a decision, and they cut it to 10. Okay, I get that. I, I, totally within realm of me thinking, you know, you don't want to push it any farther than you had to. 10 days is a lot if you can't breathe. Yeah. It's not like, hey, you know, we got three <laughs> hours we got to hold our breath for, you know? You know what, so, you know what anyone thought was a weird decision? As what's that? It doesn't matter. We talked earlier about how many, how many the, the kingfisher can hold. Why didn't someone just go, you know what? I'm going to go chill in the kingfisher until we figure this out. I'm going to hang out down there. So I'm not using That's the oxygen weird. on the yeah, ship. Listen, if you put somebody in there and they rotate it every day or so, there's got to be air in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. That's, That's a dangerous thing. climb, though, as, as they, they made it out oh, to be. Cause... So you send the person that does it real good. That <laughs> does it real good. <laughs> After a few trips, you're going to figure it out. So I have two more questions to pose to you guys, and then I think we can move the score of this. All right. Um, first question is, what did you guys think of the acting in this movie? I actually, I, I think that was one of the strongest parts. Um, for such a great. For such a small cast, only four people, like, legitimately start to finish, only four people. I was kind of impressed mm-hmm. on how they actually worked real personality into some of these people. Because mm-hmm. at first glance, they're pretty fucking dull. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're... Nerds. You're a bunch of dorks <laughs> flying through space. Yeah. But I appreciated it. Yeah. How so about you? I thought the acting was 
really good in this movie, actually. I, I, I think we got a good bit of character development for each character as well. Not only four of them, so they had time to do it all. But like each character goes through something here, and yes. and even subtly with with the commander, you know she you know you only get it in in her talks to um to what was his name Justin or whoever they're talking to yeah I don't know. well like where she, there's a point where she's by unnamed herself. voice well she's by herself talking to him and she says is there any way this could be me you know and you know that like that she wants to be the one that that doesn't make it back if there's a choice mm-hmm. that's, that's her job but and the, she's but, a commander but she never she never says that to them and never lets them know that that mm-hmm. that, that she was that that was going to be her decision possible i think though that's one of the things and i don't want to be the guy that implies something but as the commander it's you first yeah no, always yes and right and, but like I just which is thought, something that if you in the martian mm-hmm. it's you first gotcha. always <laughs> so i like the fact that we got a i think good character development from each of them and the range of, I think, the strongest scene was when uh, he's breaking down, about you know, almost ready to use that pen. Sure, it was really, really good. It was strong. Yeah, they did. They did a really good job of him, you know, in the situation he's in to make him. Because listen, he's in a bad spot. Yeah, I mean, it's not. You, feel for you, you would love to feel like it's not his fault. Something here has to be his fault. I'm still convinced a little bit of that. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, also, Hyperion. Eh, low budget safety record, maybe. <laughs> so maybe that's why they don't build in the six instead of the three. Yep. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? Uh, wouldn't you like death. have like anyone a list of people working on? It? Okay, check, check, check. Okay, everyone is standing right in front of me that was working on the ship. Where is Michael? <laughs> Where is Does anybody <laughs> see Michael? His name badge just God floats. Damn it. His name badge floats back to Earth. <laughs> He should have um, been here four hours ago. No, I really the, the the whole thing with the pen. I thought what was, was his name, Michael. Was Mike? Okay, yeah, it was Michael. All right, no. I got confused. I was a lot worried. I was like, shit, maybe I said the wrong name. No, Michael. Michael Adams' is his name, but you I, you said it like you're basic. Where's Michael? And you're like, you know, Has anybody you're, you're seen Mike? God damn it, he's is... my ride. <laughs> we carpooled. Um, that's the the whole thing with the pen. I thought was I think they could have explored that a little further of. Because I'm glad they didn't go the route of Michael gets defensive and yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm very glad that's one thing else. I would I would have turned it off. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't I wouldn't turn it off. I would have been very disinterested in that movie had that gone. Michael starts swinging and you know. I'm just glad this movie's not three hours long yeah. for it to end the well, same way that it does. Yeah. Well, because then I would have been really disappointed. Well, on that note, Grayson, imagine imagine a scene where like where the three of them are talking and like just on like the side of the frame, Mike, you see Michael's hand coming and just puts the pen into like into into Dave's neck instead and just just gives him the dose and is like problem solved you know and then they gotta live with this but, dude the whole way back after they but that's, kill, that's not what, dude but that's not but that's the whole thing with Colette is I mean her character I keep saying Colette uh, her character's name is uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Marina ben Barnett she's the captain or the captain commander, commander. I mean, she said, "Do we hit, is this guy a threat? Do we have to worry about him being hostile? And, you know, they did talk about that immediately. Well, they did, but here's the thing. The, they that, didn't know where the hell he came that from. Was bef- that was before before the guy's got to get jettisoned into space. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the situation has changed. We're, we're worried about him when we found him, and now we realize we got to kill this dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with how they chose to talk about that with, or how he chose to accept it, is he just kind of accepted it. Well, and again, like, though, I think it's one of the things where, listen, he worked for Hyperion. Like, yeah, he knows how important this stuff yeah. is, and he wants to do what they're doing. Yeah. So he has some idea of how this world works. They did a very good job of making of making each of these characters likable in their own ways, and making and uh, like showing that these are these are good people trying to do something good. 
So it just sucks that this dude got sucked into You know what? One of my, one of, with, even one of my favorite Daniel's, moments. Even with Daniel's decision when he when he takes the pen to him, with the point that you brought up when he doesn't force him to take it, yeah. he's like, I just want you to know this is what's happening. Yeah. And you're not going to be the one that comes out of this. Yep. Like, that's what he tells him, like, yeah. straight to his face. He's like, someone's got to not be here, and you know it's got to be you. But that's what they, but they, but they never, but they bring it up and they never go like that's from the but very you know what, beginning. No, if the it, you know what, they do have a moment of like wrecking, uh, they, they solve that issue, not solve it. They, they circle back to it when he's just like, listen, man, he wasn't, he's like, it's nothing personal. And he's like, I understand. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. And I believe, I know it seems like a, a blow away line, like a throwaway line, but I understand like he probably is okay with it. Yeah. He, probably, he, he gets it too. Yes. Yeah. I understand. You were making the best decision, what you thought was the best decision, to save three people instead of killing four. Yeah. So, but, but that's the whole. That's the whole decision. That's the whole crux of the movie. Is oh, yeah. you know, and one 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 scene I did love is when um when what's Zoe is you know she's always the optimist here trying to figure out the solution without. Which is ironic since she's a goddamn doctor. Well, she should be the first one to be like, we can't do this. Well, yeah, yeah, of course she should. <laughs> you think they're they're all they're all ready to kill this dude, and she, you know her Hippocratic oath is do no. She harm. didn't want to kill him at first, right away. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, well, no, that we'll was kill him in ten days. <laughs> so when the whole thing is, there are some of those shots there that she was also, I think, kind of falling for him as well. That's the whole point. There is with the whole like. See, okay, so well, I, I know what you're saying, and I want to say I don't think it's that way. No, I think I, I think her and her and uh, Algae Boy had something going on. I was no, like, I, oh, I, I, I don't think they were. All right, afterwards there was there was something there. But my whole thing is, is I think she's drawn to him as a person because she doesn't know this guy. The other two people, she's probably been training with for years. She knows everything. That is to know about those other two people. And then here's this other guy who is just sort of here. No, but that was what some of those camera angles were showing you when he lifted his shirt up and he was talking and the camera well, wasn't well, focused on him. It was looking at her. burns on his, burns chest. on his chest. Yeah, but she, she also was like glancing up at him like she was looking at him as someone who's looking at someone that, you know, maybe they have feelings. See, I didn't see it that way. I looked at it as someone who was afraid to ask the questions about the burns. Well, okay. Well, how you know, listen, that's was, rude as hell. Well, but listen, we, we live together now, so you might as well just tell me because I'm going to ask. <laughs> well, so one of my favorite scenes is when she walks in the room with the commander and um, David Kim, and she's like, "I think we got we got to find some way to minimize the oxygen." And then he pushes the first row of algae back. I was going to bring that up the, 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 to, that's to my, reveal the fact that the other algae is now bad. So now they need enough oxygen for two people. That's my favorite shot in the movie. Well, I was gonna, and and I it's to, it's a very simple gonna, shot. It's yep. simple and it, uh, communic- it communicates exactly what she needed to hear at the time. When no no no, yep. this isn't this isn't minimizing oxygen. Now we have to find enough oxygen for two people for yep. months. No yeah like uh, yeah when he pushes that uh, that shelf back and shows the other one, I, I, that was my favorite shot in the movie. I thought it but was again, really- that's that's why I can't that's why I can't say this movie is you know four. It's above a four because it has some it has some life to it that suggests otherwise i mean the whole thing at the, at, the, at the end i thought that was great i mean i'm a sucker for that kind of thing but i thought that was great you know it's that's not how i described it before the show <laughs> well i know you didn't because you don't like that kind of stuff but i mean that's all right hold on it's not that i don't like it it's just i don't like that 
everything has to end happy or, you know, with a clear resolution. This would have been a great movie for everybody just to die. I'm not trying to be bleak, but listen, sometimes you don't solve the problems. Not every movie has to have a resolution like this. And I would agree Somebody's going to make a movie one day where a bad guy wins, where everybody dies, and you're going to be like, well, shit. And you will <laughs> never forget that movie. But, but I mean, I, I don't. I think you're probably wrong. About, I mean, I think you guys ever watch the movie Perfect Storm with Mark Wahlberg? No. Yes. The, I'm like sure you have, Grayson. 2001, yeah, yeah. Listen, everybody dies. Everybody. I walked out of the movie theater going, son of a bitch. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Because you think for a minute somebody's going to survive. They don't. Well, okay. So what, they makes, don't. what changes that is the opening – her opening dialogue with, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have this opportunity to do something that's going to give my life meaning. And right, sure. in, right in the beginning of the movie, you know if there's going to be a sacrificial lamb, you know who it's got to be. Also – yeah, saw it coming from I don't know ninety minutes ago. That's kind of what I, I wish they hadn't. But if 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 you hadn't included that line, well, you could include you, it like during a like a montage of her doing it. You know, like going through, and be like, I only applied to Hyperion because I thought it'd be a joke. Yeah, you know, like it gives you. But if you didn't have that line, you could have. I mean, the visuals of 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 her powering through, you know, to going through the radiation to get the canister. Which, by the way, when that when that hatch came off the thing and then just fell to the dark, deep reaches of the unknown, wouldn't everything even wouldn't the pipes inside have been like at 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 in danger of like no because it wasn't a pressurized yeah thing that's, yeah that's not that's not how I that mean pressurized I mean like the extreme oh so like the temperature inside there would have been the same as the temperature and would have been very similar yeah okay that's okay so. And she has to make this grueling journey, I mean, through radiation. She seemed like she was doing it pretty easy, let's be honest. Well, but that wasn't the put that that's not but what what the, the the editing was telling you and the score was telling you is she it's taking her some time, not only that, but she's suffering. And that was that score behind telling well, you. Well, like, again, sure, because she's she's being cooked like a microwave. Yeah, but that, and that was I love that shot with um her looking at the commander. Through the glass window and the commander like like saying you know thank you you know but well, like even then there's no there's no resolution there's there's no guarantee that the canister of air that she put in there was going to save all three of them so we talked a while or what was it last week about two weeks ago about gravity but the part of gravity that scares the bejesus out of me is when she gets <laughs> knocked off the thing and she's just spinning uncontrollably untethered because listen, you would spin off into oblivion until you suffocated and died. That could be like eight hours later. Yep. All right. Let me Do ask we you just assume that she sat on that dock and just cooked till she died. Because listen, yep. just open your suit and die. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> I was going to say. Gotta suck. Well, let me let me let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, Chris. And this is going to go directly to uh, one of the last two weeks we talked. Does she die? Because we don't see it. But does she die, Chris? That, yes. That girl, that girl dead as fuck. Yeah. Same, same with, well, she's as dead as Frank as a uh, Roy Pulver winning the level. I mean, it's both are the same. They're just giving you what you need to understand what's happening. No, I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> oh You're crazy. Um, okay, so yeah, so the decision. Well, I want to ask you guys that like very before we move into scoring it, the very intimate decision. If you're in her situation, or for I mean. Or in a lot of space movies, someone gets, you know, someone, they let go of the rope and they start drifting away from the ship and that's it. 
I have you, no problem with her drifting off into space, but I turn my jettison my oxygen first. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Here's, yeah. here's what I'm asking you: If that happened to you, would you jettison my oxygen? Absolutely. Would, would you just open your mask and die? Yes. Or would you? Hundred percent. Okay. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, how we always want. Listen, if, I, if I'm going, I'll be I'll be as morbid and blunt as I can. I would rather die instantly in the vacuum of space and suffocate slowly over well, eight I, hours. I, I, I understand, but hear, 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 hear me out here. If we're watching movies that are lit so we can see what's going on screen, space is is a perfect pitch black. There's nothing. You imagine yeah. – just imagine the terror of floating in space. You, get, you don't know. I mean nothing. You, you, literally everything about that is unknown. Except for the content no, of your... death is not unknown. You will suffocate and you will die. No, 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 no. But you floating in space is... You don't know what's out there. die. Yeah, I, w- I would open my suit. I would enjoy it for a little while and then I would open my suit and die. Because it's just... Enjoy you- it for a while as I stare off to the void contemplating my death and then I let it happen. I'd be so terribly frustrated. I'd just scream into my suit and then open <laughs> it. Scream until I died. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I just I'm, I can't imagine being just floating in perfect pitch blackness. Seeing, I mean, just not knowing anything about what you're floating into. It just that's terror to me. That is terror. Okay, let's, let's, into nothing. let's move to score this thing then. I'll go first. All right. All right. So I think this movie's about as as five as you get. Um, I don't hate it. I'll probably recommend it to people. It's a little slower than I think it should be. Uh, God damn, it's predictable. Um, with that being said, I don't think it's bad. It's got some cool angles, some decent shots, a lot of staring off blankly into space, though. Um, I like the actors. I think they worked out pretty well together. Uh, for a little four-man crew, they get along pretty well. So I'm okay with it. It's five. It's a good five. <laughs> it's a solid five. <laughs> um, I like the acting in this movie. I thought it was really well done. And I... I went into this expecting what I got. It was very predictable, like Roger said. Um, I think this one's a six for me, though. I enjoy these kinds of movies, and this was good. I like this one. I'm, I was also going to give it a six. I'm impressed. I mean, we're all, we're, we're all within a point, so it doesn't – I mean, we're not too far off. But, you know, I, six, I think, where the movie sits. It's not – I think it's got, you know, flashes of cool things going on, but ultimately I think it, it, it ends as kind of a whimper. I wish they hadn't included her, her line of dialogue, her, her narration again at the end. Because that was not. just to, that was just to tell you that oh yeah that was her sacrifice like I wish they had in case you that. didn't understand I think the narration at the end was a I think cool. it should be the only time they had the narration maybe yeah I was gonna say but I think the narration at the end even as an accent point I think that was a strong move I I, I like it I'm, I'm I, I almost would have preferred I almost would have preferred her writing we see her writing in like some kind of journal the whole time she's journaling and she hands it to the cat to the commander. And then that's the last line of we hear, and that's the last line she 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 wrote, knowing what she has to do. Like when I just I don't know, maybe when I'm you not. make a movie like this, make sure you write it that way. I mean, I've I'm always working on something. All right, so, Kendrick, I said, "What's up?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure Anna Kendrick would love that. Thank you very much. She would. Single right. pistol. Let's talk about the best <laughs> the best bad movie we've seen in a while. All right, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Amy's keep going. Amy's laughing. You got another four minutes. No, that's my rendition of Mortal Kombat mixed with Jock Jams from the 90s. But, you know. (laughs) Mortal Kombat is, I think, one of the most fun bad movies I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know about ever seen, but definitely recently seen. No, I agree with that, yeah. Because normally, if a movie, listen, if this wasn't Mortal Kombat, 
and this movie was this bad, I'd have been like, this is a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, like, there's no debating. This no, I, was like, yeah, I don't want to beat around the bush. This movie is pretty bad, but also a lot of fun because it's Mortal Kombat. I was texting with someone today who who was like, what do you think of Mortal Kombat? I mean, I'm, I'm curious what you guys are going to say on the show. And I, she's someone that usually responds, like doesn't just not respond. And I was like, people need to understand this movie is bad, but it's fun and there's nothing wrong with that. She has yet to respond to me. Because, I mean, I think she loved it and I think she felt a little offended. But no, this, but I mean, this movie is not great at all. It's not even remotely good. It's, it's really bad, but it's fun. And it has, and it has wow. <laughs> But it, that's the thing. Just keep like, stacking on. Be like, listen. Do you want to move the score to this, Grayson? I'm no. confused. No. I'm going to give it an 11. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You don't need – there's not really any summing this up. This is Mortal Kombat in all of its glory. Um, okay. So Lewis Tan is Cole Young, which is I understand it. You guys told me. I don't know anything it's about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat character. This is created for this role specifically. A whole new role. And then Joe Talzim, Talslim is Behan Sub-Zero. Jessica – McNamee is Sonya Blade, which we Sonya just saw Blade. her. We just saw her in no, not not recently, I guess. But she, she was the girl in Chips. It took me the entire movie to realize where I've seen her. Jesus, really? I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, she what was she was the bad person movie in Chips. Chips. Um, Josh Lawson, the wonderful Josh Lawson, is Kano. <laughs> Listen, if Kano wasn't in this movie, it's definitely a piece of shit. <laughs> it's definitely a zero without Kano. But uh, Tadanabu Asano as Lord Raiden. Uh, Mechad Brooks as Jax, uh, Madi Lin as Liu Kang. I'm butchering these names, and I'm sorry. I just want to. Get Brooks is huge, by the he, way. He is. That is a big dude. <laughs> God damn. Uh, and Hiroyuki Sanada as Hanzo Hisashi or Scorpion. Now, so something I want to say going into this is someone who has no idea about any kind of Mortal Kombat lore outside of what little I know from the SNES and Sega days is I always thought of the two, Scorpion would have been if if they were dueling good and evil. I always thought Scorpion would have been the bad guy and, and Sub-Zero would have been the good guy. I could go into all this for you, but I'm not gonna. But there's a reason why Sub-Zero, Bihan keeps on saying for the Lin Kuei at the beginning of the movie. Okay. So there's there, there, there's a lots lot of here. other people have died before this. Yeah, there's a lot going on that, that you don't get to know on screen in that first seven minutes. So like, so Hanzo, Hanzo's clan killed all of, all of um, Sub-Zero's, Sub-Zero's clan before... Sub Zero hunts him down and finds him and kills him. Off screen. Yeah. <laughs> and some shit went down, trust me. In sixteen seventeen. Yeah, that's I, I love the period of the you know, I just aside that I told you guys, but I just played the the Ghost of Tashima this past year. And I just I I guess gives me hope we might get a Ghost of Tashima movie because it looks, you know, as what I think the period of Japan would look like. But I really enjoyed the the opening sequence to this. I thought it was tastefully accurate to what movie you were going to get following the, the you know the the 97 minutes following the first you know 20 minutes yeah this movie is one of its highest points sure it looks strong. great but you know also people that's kind of like downhill after that yeah a bit. but there's also people in 1617 japan with magic powers I mean, I'm just saying that's yeah, a movie called, titled mortal Kombat. i don't know why that's a point you're going to well, but like that's what surprise. when you say that's one of the high points I'm like, yeah, but there's also, I mean, you're getting, that's what you're getting is, you know. Don't worry, there's people in whatever year the movie is actually set in with magic powers. I understand that, but that's why I said it. <laughs> I just I want know, to clarify I, to the audience if you haven't seen it. It's a little bit of magic here. <laughs> a little bit, a little, little bit. Mostly bad. <laughs> Evil. 
All right. So, I mean, okay, so let's start with Scorpion and Sub-Zero then. How they introduce the two, how they kind of give the lore for... Hey, they fight. <laughs> a couple of times, actually, as if they are destined to duel forever. Um, Chris, you being the Mortal Kombat fan here, you being the guy that I think more of the lore on the show is... Were you, were you happy with how they portrayed Scorpion and Sub-Zero? Yeah, Scorpion and Sub-Zero is okay with. Um, they they did a, a good job of making sure you understood that they were feuding. And, you know, it's a, it's a blood feud. legendary blood feud that goes back generations and generations <laughs> and centuries and centuries. You know, about 400 years. Yeah. So the only, thing, only, problem, the only problem I have anything with with Sub-Zero and Scorpion is how, how non-evil they made, they made Hanzo. That's it. Beyond that, everything was spot on perfect to me. That guy's a bad dude. He don't give a shit about about anything. But you know, he, they they wanted to have some sort of redemption story tied to the main character, so I I can see why they did what they did. But no, the the fans of those two characters should be happy. I know I was. listen. There's a reason he's in hell. Well, true, exactly the point. Yep. I just want to clarify that yeah. for people. If you don't understand that, listen. Good guys don't go to hell. <laughs> what? Weird. Normally. <laughs> Normally. Uh, well, no. That, I guess what I, what I said doesn't make a lot of sense in the, within the context of what you just said. But of the two, you're rooting for Scorpion to kill Sub Sub Zero because you're meant to. Well, yeah. that's that's my the movie. Is, the movie wants you to yeah, cheer. That's the movie point, that way. I'm a yeah. Sub Zero fan, unfortunately. You know, I'm not Team Scorpion, but whatever. It's fine. No, that's I'm also cool. a Sub Zero fan. I also prefer I mean, Scorpion. Is the most popular character, right? Uh, at this point, yeah, probably so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's on every freaking cover anymore. So and yeah. early in the film, when they send the reptilian one, that's supposed to be reptile, right? Yeah, that's so that's that's reptile in his one of his like, alternate universe, alternate yeah. uni. So you see, you see a version of this reptile in the in the Annihilation movie. There's like a bunch of rewrites of reptile. Uh, some of them he's just a normal a normal ninja dude, and some of them he's a reptile creature thing. So this is uh this is just one of the many ways that he's been rewritten. It's it's fine for what this movie is. We got we got the whole the whole grabbing you with, with the tongue thing, which everyone wants to see from reptile. So that was good. And Kano ripped his heart out. <laughs> Spoilers. Hell yes, he did. <laughs> and then says Kano wins. Is that, is that what he that what he says? Yeah, but that's in the trailer. But one it's one of one of the Mortal Kombat you know f- 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 finish him thing. That's, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it's it's wonderfully tongue in cheek. Hey, I ripped your itself. fucking heart out, eh? Yeah. <laughs> the movie's wonderfully tongue in cheek with itself, and like very yes. aware that it is a Mortal Kombat movie. And there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you know what you're making, look. I mean, no, no listen. One, they went all in to be like, we know what we're doing yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, the mentality is, hey, we're not we're not making Oscar winner. We're making a Mortal Kombat movie. So yeah. So, yeah, so I want to I want to before we get really deep into this movie. Listen, it's not. It's, we're, we're we're not going to be diagnosing digging, cinema we're not here. Well. <laughs> um, I, I here's the thing. Like this movie's not very good. Obviously, all jokes aside. I want the exact same people working on the next Mortal Kombat 100%. movie. hundred <laughs> percent. Give them more money. This is, this is what I want. Give them more money. Let them do more of these yeah. things. We'll be happy. Sometimes when I watch a movie like this, I'll be like, this director is dog shit. And I'm like, I love this guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Awesome. No, I agree with you. It's a, it's just, it's good. It's good. Tropey fun. How they portray that's it, how they legitimately, that's okay. Yes. You know what this movie reminded me of, and again, I can't control what pops in my head is... Mortal Kombat? No. Um, Mortal Power Kombat Rangers, Annihilation. The the Power Rangers movie. Okay. Of how they all had to like find their... like They, they were chosen, sure. they had to find their powers, and, you know, I mean, I kind of... I'd still love to get a second one of those. We're yeah. not... I, I mean, it's, it's dead water now. Could have. 
I actually really enjoyed that first Power Rangers Cowards. film. I didn't think it was terrible, but uh, it wasn't it terrible. Was it was no. just good enough to make me care that there might be a second. And one. That, it's that same with me. I just I like the first half of that movie so much. It's the second half of the movie I hate, but I love the first half. But anyway, so so let's, I mean, Mortal Kombat, as far as the story is concerned, is the the one of my problems with the opening, even the opening words on screen about a a, a, a tournament, and you know, if Earthrealm loses another tournament, then it's going to be. Shang Tsung will consume Earth and all of its inhabitants. Or I can't remember blah, exactly blah, what blah. But I mean, like, none of that is ever like. No one. There's never any expos. I mean, someone Sonya Blade tries to sum up. She's like, in all my research, I've come up with the fact that there are alternate universes and all these different. I'm like, that's what you got in your research. You live in a junkyard. <laughs> what? Who are you researching? Hold on. Hold on. I want to appreciate Sonya Blade for what she is. When she bribes Kano in the fighting for Earth Realm. When she was like, I'll give you $2 million. And like, she convinces him to believe it. And then minutes later, Cole's like, do you really have $2 million? She's like, no, look at this shithole that I live in. Because that's exactly what Kano <laughs> said to her beforehand. Again, though, that's fantastic direction in film. I love it. It's funny. It's uh, the, the, Especially the Kano one-liners were really good. I mean, I found myself laughing a lot in this movie. Like really belly laughing at what Kano says, and you're right, Rod. Rod, why don't, why don't you say one of your biggest gripes with the with Kano character? Kano doesn't say the c word at all, not once. And he is at all. He's Australian, dude. He's Australian. He should say the word cunt. Let's be honest. Well, thank you for just. Oh my, fair enough. All right, no, he does not say. Not it. the first time I've said that on the show. It's true. It's true. It's very true. Um, Kano, I think always in context, huge. by the way, not just being mean. Kano is huge. He's without Kano, this movie really suffers only because it takes a lot of the levity away. Okay, I mean, movie badness can also be counteracted by hey, at least it was hilarious. You know, I mean, there are a lot of really trashy comedies, but you remember them because they're hilarious at in point parts. Sure, and I, th- I, I mean, think, the you know, entire reason Kano's in this movie is to make us laugh, right? Of course, I mean, it makes me wonder if we get a second movie, who will be the funny man? Well, okay. Kano never made it past the first game, did he? As a, as a character, I don't know. I mean, I'm just I remember I don't remember ever seeing him a second time. Kano's in all kinds of Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, 100%. I well, I mean, I didn't see him in MK2 or MK3. I never paid anything past MK3. In so the first Mortal Kombat, he doesn't have the the laser eyes. In the second one, he does, and then the third one, he's there too. No, no, no. What Kano's not in the second Mortal Kombat? Oh yeah, oh, he's in the movies. Oh no. the, yeah, yeah, yeah movie. Oh, I'm talking about the okay. games. I thought well, I'm, talking about, about, I'm talking about the games. I thought he was talking. No, he's in the games for sure. Yeah, he's, in, yeah, he's in a whole bunch of them. I don't think I think if you Google it, okay. I think you'll find me wrong. It's fine. It's okay. Just give me that Wendy's value meal later on. It's fine. <laughs> Other bets to lose by Grayson Maxwell. <laughs> After the show, Grayson loses bets to us all the time. I, yeah, well, whatever. But I don't think I'm wrong about this one. Okay, you are. That's fine. A simple keep, Google search will supply your answer. Keep this the show. Keep this show rolling. I'm going to send you something. Don't worry about it. Okay, so. Um, besides Kano, though, there's not a whole lot of comedy in this movie, but like there are some moments I did chuckle at, but they're not like you know Kano level funny, right? You're like right, when right. Kung Lao talks shit on everybody. Oh God, think. yeah, like, he's he, he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> not a bit. I think he's a giant dick, but <laughs> I liked him. Well, so. let's let's talk about. I mean. Let's talk about uh, Raiden then. It's kind of like the okay. Raiden is definitely yeah, a dick. ass. Definitely a dick. I don't mean how much of a dick he is. I mean like as the ni- the ninety five and ninety seven, he was like all knowing. 
Now, Raiden is kind of he's is is he on the same level power level as Shang Tsung? Yes. So he's Actually, he's kind of he's, an equal. He's more powerful than Shang Tsung, but he's not otherwise. But he's also not Shang Tsung is complete evil. Raiden's kind of neutral. He's just there to like maintain. He's like the Gandalf. He's there to maintain the the balance of power. Raiden as as an el- Raiden as an elder god. He has rules to follow. Yes, Raiden when he fights in the tournaments, he's uh, he no longer has to follow those rules. But yeah, no, you're right. He he has to be neutral for all intents and purposes. Okay, fair. I, yeah, I kind of liked how they portrayed him in the '90s versions. Uh, he that he was just kind of the guy that knew everything, and he just you know I I don't I, I prefer this. Raiden does Raiden. a bad job of explaining things. Anything. That's why Liu Kang's here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and Sonya Blade to just exposition feed you when you don't have any idea what's going on. This movie sure. doesn't do a good job of answering any questions it it sets up at all, which I think is a huge problem. But whatever. Well, I'm going to pose something here. Maybe we're not supposed to ask questions, right? Uh, yeah, I don't fair. know. If, I don't know if that's accurate, but I, 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 I mean, I guess, I guess, honestly, if somebody was having a sit down meeting, for like we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive into you know 2021's Mortal Kombat, and we're gonna do we got the director here, and they'd be like, well, so in scene, you know, fifteen with. You know, Shang Tsung talking to Raiden, blah, blah, blah. And the director's going to be like, who gives a shit? And <laughs> be like, didn't you see them fight? <laughs> like, wasn't that awesome? Well, like, so that kind of brings me to a question I wanted to ask was, was if you're not a Mortal Kombat fan, like zero knowledge of what this is, how bad is this movie to you? You know what I mean? Oh, God. Like, <laughs> like this has got to be complete dog shit to people that don't know anything about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> And it's kind of hilarious. Why, why would you go if you didn't have any interest in the in the in the subject matter? Why would you watch? It's not like oh that looks fun. I'll go watch that. People go see Paul Blart Ball Cop. You know what I mean for the first time. You know it, it's one of those things where like you know it look could be a fun movie. Your kids, but that's, but, but, but that doesn't also, but that doesn't have twenty five years of, of 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 lore to pull from. I mean you know you you if. First of all, there's no way an adult exists in this world and doesn't know, hasn't heard the game, hasn't heard the name Mortal Kombat, and doesn't isn't aware. Oh, that was a game when I was younger. Oh well, yeah, you but know. still, it's one of those things where it's like you know, it's just still a pretty dog shit movie to someone but, that doesn't care about what's going listen, on here. Chris, you love Mortal Kombat. I do. This movie's bad, isn't this movie it? Is, this is not a good movie. <laughs> doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the shit out of it. Sure, sure. I'll admit, I was looking on the MK Wiki. Yeah, Kane was in a lot of these games, so whatever. I'm glad I didn't make that bet. Um, I, know. <laughs> I, I take it as you did. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so Roger, just, I always try to gauge the kind of you, you know you know that I'm, I'm not talking about a specific couple that you remember from the the um, marquee days but you know the couple I'm talking about is you know the the middle-aged couple who just go to movies as dates you know like you look like okay their kids are definitely grown left the house they're just out having a movie night they don't watch this movie no no hell that's no. kind of my point though is like you don't the audience for this will watch it but other people it's not like you get people curious about what Mortal Kombat is to just wander in this buy ticket and wander into it. I do want to say that in my show in Mortal Kombat, there was a group of five what looked like maybe middle school girls that went and watched this movie by themselves. Really? But I, but I can understand that because, I mean, the guys they hang out with, or even possibly them, you know, play the games. That's what I mean. Yeah, it was just them. Like, they like they walked up, the parents bought them tickets, they went left, the parents went right, they watched more, they went, went and watched Mortal Kombat. But I, but I get that, though. That's that's understandable, at least yeah. to me. I, I mean, I get that. I just... 
if you don't know anything about Mortal Kombat, the thing I'm trying to make is if you, you wouldn't watch this movie. Although there's not really anything out right now, so if you want to watch a movie bad enough and you've seen everything else, I guess is your only choice. Sure. I mean, but the poster, I guess, looks cool enough with the with Scorpion on one side, Sub-Zero, and then that thing in the middle. I mean, that looks cool enough. But So we've, we've been talking for a minute here about, you know, this movie in general. What is there anything that, you know, you guys, besides that it's kind of bad, is there anything you didn't <laughs> like, like actually didn't like about it? Okay, so I'll go over a few of the problems I have with the movie real quick. Just And this is just because it is a movie and, and I got sure. to talk about it. Things just kind of happen in this movie. Like one frame, it's not there. The next frame, something's happening. Like Raiden, all of a sudden being in the frame when off screen there's no sound there's no there's no cue and then he's there and then like a hand of a statue's falling and like it's just they give you no context or action to do these things and it's just poof it's happening now you have to deal with this and then i hated the whole i have the same birthmark as you so so we should you're you're now my friend and you trust me kind of thing i hate that shit like the very beginning with jackson well here's the thing so like the problem, and I think that when I watch the movie, you know he's he's got a shirt off fighting in the ring, so you can see all the whole time there. His his daughter, his daughter is like the is daughter, like, yes, yeah, is like is like show him your show him your birthmark, dad, and he's like here you go. And then Jack shows up, what could have been hours later, with it on him, and he's like you should trust me. That birthmark could have had a sharpie and just like all right, he's right here, do everything I say, and here we go. You know what I mean? I hate that shit. So yeah, those are my problems with this movie, is things just kind of happen. Okay, so let me hit you with a big problem. Okay. <laughs> I, I already told you guys beforehand, what doesn't happen in this movie? Tournament. There's no tournament <laughs> in the Mortal Kombat tournament. <laughs> they don't even get to the tournament. Spoiler. <laughs> Who gives a shit again? Yeah, right. Um, but they don't have a tournament. I know. It, what is happening? This is one hell of a setup for, for the second movie. Well, okay, so listen. So that, that's my next question. All right, This is my real question why I brought this up. They have to have already been like, we have to make a second movie, right? Because this movie ends, yes, of course, but it is so, like, there will be another one of these yeah. movies that will answer stuff. Yeah. Right? The next movie better just be eighteen goddamn fight scenes. No, see that's what I, well, that's what I don't want. But okay. no, then you got to recruit new champions, so you know you got to do that. Uh, all right, that I takes time. In a in a in a in an hour and forty five minute movie, that that's, well, that's actually, I hope. Now listen, no, I hope because I'm gonna have very low standards for the next Mortal Kombat movie. I hope they did some off screen recruiting. I hope when we get in, be like, meet the gang. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like this is the squad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope the only person they got to recruit is Ryan Reynolds as Johnny Cage, yes! and then things move right along. That needs to happen. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, they 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 end this movie with you know Johnny Cage is is the pull is the reason to watch the next movie is oh no Johnny Cage. I mean, he. I'm just, kind of surprised they didn't have Johnny Cage in this movie since he's one of the iconic Mortal well, Kombat well, guys. Well, no. So they picked. So he was the older iconic Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. guy. It is very much Sub Zero and Scorpions like franchise at this but point. But don't they have like young Johnny Cage now? Like they do. Well, they have they actually have Johnny Cage's daughter, or like Johnny Cage, and then and then and then Johnny and Sonya's uh, kids in, in part of it now. Jax's daughter is part of the roster okay. now, like in the game universe. So like they have a lot of characters to pull from, but like the current big characters are Sub Zero and Scorpion, mainly Scorpion, and then Johnny Cage is kind of like our era of like the iconic Mortal Kombat guy, that and Liu Kang. You know okay. what I mean? So, but like, 
like you said, you know, they 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 show that you know Johnny Cage is gonna be the pull for the next movie, but we don't even know what this movie is gonna make worldwide yet. Right. You know what I mean? So this movie has to make money, or they're just gonna scrap it. Well, so here, such a here's sad the, man. I don't know if they will scrap it because they did put it on HBO Max, so they know that, that will temper the amount of money okay. that it'll make at least domestically. Yeah. So they have to know that going in. Right. All right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they would hold that against it if they were going to make it. I'm sure. I'm sure it's made enough money for them to push it. Yeah. Push it through. But so if, I, but if, if in the past week they've, I mean, HBO knows how many people, how many people have watched this at least sure. three fourths of the way through to to consider it watched. I mean, if it's if it's fifty million or sixty million people, then they're like, yes, sequel right away, start right now. Of course. Yeah, you'd be foolish not to. But but only, only they know that number. We don't know that number. So, and then never will probably. Oh well, yeah, them. that's fine. But I mean, I think it's a pretty safe bet we get another one of these in two sure. years. I'm hoping. I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Listen, if we get a Mortal Kombat, if we get two more Mortal Kombat games over the next four years, or games movies over the next four years that complete a Mortal Kombat trilogy, and they're all this same quality, I'm okay with that. They, like I really truly this am. quality or better. <laughs> yeah. It can't get worse. Well, that's it. So I'm going <laughs> to, all right, I'll ask the question. Could it get worse? Because listen, we said that we like this movie, that it's still bad. What if it's the same amount of bad and we just don't like it? Does it mean the movie is worse? Well, let, let, let me, let me I don't, you understand my point? Yeah, no, I get you. Let me ask you this, Roger. We, I mean, Kano's already not going to be in the sequel. We don't know I that. bet you Kano is in the sequel. He's I bet dead. you all the dead people are in the sequel. I would imagine, however they, however they get their statistics for this movie, everyone's like, you know what, the movie was, the movie was whatever, but I love that Kano guy, yeah. and they're they're gonna figure out a way to bring. Him well, back. They, they made it a point to show everybody who died that got like enveloped by this darkness. They're going to be back yeah. in some form. Listen, zombie dickhead Kano, I'm here for just as much <laughs> zombie Kano. Yeah. Well, maybe, well, maybe he'll come back with the actual, like, the, the metal apparatus over his, you know, where the Terminator Oh, Ooh, okay. So there's one thing I actually want to talk about for one second. When they acquire their magic powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can I talk about how creepy Jax's magic powers were? I did not like this. <laughs> I did not like his little tiny robot arms. <laughs> like, it looks like the Deadpool. Oh, oh my. Yeah, Deadpool right. Hands. His little hands. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Oh, God. Yeah. Terrible. And all of a sudden, he's growing metal. Hand. This is Whatever. my strong hand. It reminds but, yeah. me of scary movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of all the things that why I I hate to say it, that was so unbelievable in a movie that was full of unbelievable <laughs> shit. Like it's, I don't know, man. Oh man, I don't think there's anything wrong with it though. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, this thing like I can't really hold it against it. I mean, yeah, like, it, I just I didn't like it personally. This is the movie we're watching. You know what I mean? It, this it, is the movie right. we deserve. <laughs> this is true. But I mean, let's just—you know—why? It's because we've accepted this. But, I mean, <laughs> oh, would, would you rather watch this movie if you had the choice? If you know, if HBO came to you and said, "Roger, we're going to make one of two movies. We're going to make the Mortal Kombat that you have seen, or we're going to make the, or we're going to make the, the the campy Mortal Kombat you expect, or we're really going to pour some good writers into this and try to make it a." A, a, a Mortal Kombat movie second and a good movie first. Well, so here's which, which would you prefer? I, I'm, I would rather watch this movie just because I don't think you can tell me you're going to make a Mortal Kombat movie and be like, "Well, this isn't realistic enough for me." Like th- that just can't be a thing. Yeah. So like I'm full. Like I'm glad they fully embraced the camp. Yeah. Like I'm did. okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately, we laughed about beforehand when Kung Lao throws his 
you know, he does a fatality yeah. to Molina where his head is spinning like a circular saw and he rolls her through it. Yep. Like, he didn't need to do that. He could have just killed her. But I'm here for it. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm so glad he split that woman in half. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different kind of context for that phrase, yes, too. Yes. Really, really, <laughs> but, yeah. And I'm okay with that, too. So... I, yeah. I, I, I understand. So how do you, Chris, how do you feel about the main character being a character that has never been in the MK universe before that has just been introduced? That's my biggest gripe of the movie, to be honest. But it, I don't know why Hollywood feel, felt the need to make a new main character when they have so many iconic main characters to pull from. You know, they had Liu Kang in this movie for crying out loud. It's not like, it's not like Liu Kang wasn't in the movie. You know that he he's a big just, part of the movie too. He is. Why, I don't know why they just make him. And he's in really guy. good shape. <laughs> a lot of these guys Incredible are. shape. Like I, just, I don't understand why they had to make a new main character. But here's the, and like the funniest part about this whole thing. I was thinking this while watching the movie. You know, at the climax, the climax fight scene of this movie, you have you have Hanzo Scorpion fighting against the Sub Zero boss, and then you have the, our main character fighting against the ice wall boss. He's just beating the hell out of this ice block instead of fighting anybody. It's like, dude, you can help a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, No, it's not his fight. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's funny. So, so I want to talk about, I want to talk about Cole for just five seconds. Yeah. Is even though I know he's not a real person, I don't, he, he doesn't feel out of place in this world though, right? That's true. Besides you don't know what his power per yeah. se is. It's not like you watch him be like, I don't understand why he's even in here. He doesn't make any sense. He does though. It yeah. it fits with the what the quality of the movie that we get. <laughs> Cole Young's character is fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> so fine. let me ask you on that note. We know his that, power is he gets his ass kicked. We know what everyone's <laughs> power is going to be, right? So like we're kind of just waiting to see it all, waiting for them to like to discover it and whatever. Do you think they made this guy because they wanted you to kind of not know what his power is going to be for the suspense of it, or was there a different driving factor here? Because I think you have the same. You're waiting to see. Luke can throw a fireball. You're waiting to see Kano's you know, eye laser beams. You're waiting to see Sonya's sound wave, you know, wrist. Kung Lao's hat. You're waiting to see all of it. You and like even though you know it's going to be there, that moment when it happens, it feels good because you're like, yes, I know this. This is my thing. Mm-hmm. Why? I I feel like they made this character so that you could have like suspense of what's his power going to be. Oh my god! I don't know if that's a main driving factor, mm-hmm. but again, though, when you find out what his power is, you're always. I was just like. I get it. Yeah, well, yeah. no, <laughs> because I mean, it wasn't some like giant surprise. No, no, he and spent, it wasn't even awesome. He spends a lot of time <laughs> doing exactly what he does with his powers, so it makes sense. Yeah, again, though, like it wasn't a shock. It wasn't like, oh my god, he's so overpowered. Now listen, he he's got a suit on where he just gets his ass whipped and then throws it back at him. Yep. Like what is it? Black Panther did that. I mean, the he, kinetic energy thing. So so you know, what happened basically was he has a Pokemon TM. Mm. He has Bind. Oh man, you just open. You have any idea the can of worms you just opened up, Chris? I want to ask you guys. I want to ask you. So here's the original Mortal Kombat cast of characters: Johnny Cage, Kano, Liu Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, Sub Zero. We've seen all of them represented in this movie, uh, except Johnny Cage. So he's the last of the original cast to be included. Um, do you, so. Let's talk about the other ones in the original, which what what Goro and Shang Tsung. They're both there. Yep. Yeah. So they're both there, but. How do you? I don't know if we talked. We talked about Goro a little bit before we started filming or recording this. But how do you feel about Goro's appearance in this movie? How 
I thought I didn't think his CG ever looked any good. No, listen, he doesn't look good. I don't. I don't mind how he was defeated in this movie. I have no problem with that. But they didn't make him as any kind of a badass. Like Chris brought that up when we were talking earlier. Like he could have been an incredible, imposing force instead of just a person that ends up chasing after Cole Young. You know, because that's all he. And he like he becomes dumb henchman number yeah. one, yep. right? He isn't, you know, he isn't your Goro or Kentaro from the tower that you climb in the first two games. He's just, you know, he fought, he fought the truck boss for a minute and then gets beat up by a guy that gets that his profession is getting beat up. You know, that's who that's who Goro gets killed by. You know, it, it is what it is. This is this movie is is fun, but it's not good. <laughs> oh, but there's. Again, we keep saying that, but it's there's some art form in that. That well, you, listen, it's impressive to make a movie this bad that I actually liked. Yeah, and I mean that seriously because again, though, if this wasn't Mortal Kombat, I'd be like, "What is this pile of shit?" I think this movie, if it's just as bad with less embrace of what it is, this is a train wreck of a movie. Oh I hate yeah, this movie. The fact that this bad movie embraces exactly what it is makes it. Make makes it enjoyable, makes it fun because that's what it needs to be. This movie is exactly what it needed to be for this to be any kind of you know respect that's respectable a, that's a good, in any way. That's a, good, that's a good observation, but like so, Sonic was also exactly what it needed to be. Sure, and you I was okay I mean? with that too. That's the thing. This, this like, movie is not nearly as good as Sonic as an overall movie, though. No, 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 no. But I mean. I might have enjoyed this more as Sonic, though. And that's kind of sad because <laughs> I like Sonic a lot. Actually, I thought Sonic was pretty smart. Yeah, but it's the, it's the campiness that's upplayed here that I think is a strong point. Is this, you know what you're? I mean, you know exactly. Like when they fight over the egg roll, like what? Like when 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 he when Kano is yelling at someone over, give me a goddamn egg Chinese roll. Chinese food delivered. <laughs> I don't understand. Wait, what? Did they have Chinese food delivered? Yes, I don't know, but there was definitely. There were definitely egg rolls being fought over. He's like, I mean, I'm not surprised in a world that they have like egg rolls that are there when they have somebody putting robot arms on jacks. So let's <laughs> okay. again. I'm sorry. Let me this movie my, is it is it based in realism here? Further, I'm sorry. I mean, so when let, Kano, let, let, let me let's, let's talk about the highlight of the movie, and then we'll move to score it. When Kano gets his eye laser, looks directly at Liu Kang, and says, lasers, I got lasers in my eyes. That's way better than fireballs, you pussy. He calls <laughs> Liu Kang a pussy because he can throw fireballs. That's incredible okay. writing. Well, so, incredible. <laughs> I just, I Listen, like, next year at the Oscars, I want that nominated. Just that line. I like what he asked. I can laser you. I'll give you Kick Cole's ass. <laughs> oh, I do want to say, I appreciated the characters that they brought in that weren't of the original cast because you had a, there's a lot there's a huge roster to pick from, right? The fact they got Cabal in this movie and anyone that's a fan of Mortal Kombat will understand what I'm saying. That's impressive because Cabal is like a it's like a, it's like a very tight fan favorite for like like a cult following of Mortal Kombat fans. So the fact he's in this movie is kind of cool because he's he's not one of the guys you hear about a lot. So they pulled they pulled from the roster in weird ways, but I appreciated the characters that did show up. Yeah, I agree with that. Cabal's actually the character that I I played a lot of in um, MK two and was was Striker MK three or MK two Striker's MK three and yeah, okay. and Striker and and Cabal are the two that are kind of pitted against each other. Okay, so, so I mean, it leaves that open for for Striker to show up. Well, let me ask it's you, let me ask you this one then, Chris, since you know the character better than I think Roger and I do. Is who do you think they pull into in the next movie? Who do 
what characters besides Johnny Cage do they reach into? Well, I'm surprised we didn't get any of the cyborgs. So we'll get we'll get Cyrax Sector or or even like uh, Smoke's version of of the cyborg if they have to. Oh right, there 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 was a who there was a yellow and a blue cyborg too, but they weren't so yellow. Was yellow and red. Yellow, red and gray. Right, the, right. there, there's also a purple one somewhere in there. Oh. Um, Noob is a he's probably a the the next biggest like fan favorite next to Scorpion. So you might get Noob. Uh, they mentioned Bo Rai Cho in the movie, which I thought was a nice nod because uh, he's the person that trains a lot of your a lot of your Earth Realm characters and like a different pieces of the lore. But definitely get one of the cyborgs. Um, we'll almost definitely get another. We'll get either reptile in the form that we know him as, or we'll get noob. Um, probably noob actually. And then we've got a few like Baraka. He's iconic. I don't, I I was surprised he wasn't here. Although the main character gave me Baraka vibes with the, with his weapons that he had. Well, with the it's mouth kind of, too. One of them had like a, a very Baraka mouth. That was Melina. Melina. It's because she's she's the same race as Baraka, or like oh. the same lineage or something. So. There's there's a few. Aren't um, there a couple of like defined good guys though that we're missing? Yeah. Well, Johnny Cage obviously. Sure. Like, he's the big one. Um. To be honest, we're not. Uh. No, oh, you saw a picture of Nighthawk, Nightwolf, Nighthawk. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name. He's the 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 uh, the Indian guy. Okay. Yeah. You see a picture of him in Sonya's junk ass trailer or whatever she's in, and he's he's a good guy we're missing. There's not very many like defined good guys that were out. Well, so the thing with Mortal Kombat, the, there's a lot of gray area. Yeah, people. yes, a lot of our, a lot of your newer characters were missing, like like uh, Johnny Cage and Sonya's daughter, Jax's daughter. They're both they're both you know good guys, quote unquote. Obviously, Raiden as a fighter, we're missing. You know, we're gonna get that in a second one, I right? Think so yeah, yeah, because Shang Tsung didn't fight either, and those are two that are gonna have to fight. It just has to happen that way. So we, we we got a good bit because also Sub Zero for a while is a good. Well, Sub Zero's son is a good guy. He he's in he's in a lot of the games too. Anytime you see Sub Zero as a human and not in the full ninja outfit, he's actually that's like Sub Zero's son. And Interesting. He's, yeah, he's actually. I'm, in- I'm so enamored of the fact that you know all this lore because I didn't know this lore existed outside that. There's, I didn't know there was any lore. There's so many characters, <laughs> and, and and there's like there's a lot going How on. How many here. games? Are, what, what are they on now? Like they're on like M- MK11 or 12. Or like we're on like like officially like numbered like MK12, I think. But there's like there's like nine different offshoots too. You got some weird Sub Zero solo game that was terrible. <laughs> well, let, let me let me let me ask you this: If I mean, I would consider I would if Warner Brothers or whoever made this is looking at this and says, "Is it a success?" Yes. Do you think we get like a Street Fighter movie? In, in the near future, because that was the other iconic They've fight. They tried that like, twice, though, haven't they? And it hasn't gone well. <laughs> well, they have tried the, once spectacularly and failed. Yeah, so yeah, that so, was the well, who was so the, who was the guy in that? Who was the main Street character? Fighter? Has a that, that had um oh that had who who was it? Van Damme. Yeah, oh, Van Damme. Oh, that's right. yeah, 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 Guile. No, yeah. Yeah, Rob yeah. Julia is uh, M Bison. Although yeah. we did get an M Bison headbutt in that Thunder Force movie, which I appreciate. Hmm. But anyway, so I like I don't know. Street Fighter has done better as an anime. Actually, there's a couple of anime movies. Of Street there's Fighter. a couple of good ones. They are really, really good. If you're a Street Fighter fan, go find those. But I don't know if we get a Street Fighter movie just because of how campy this one had to be. We'll have, we'll have to see how a second or a third one does to even be able to to, to guess on that. I'd like well, because the it. last thing I'd want would be the Street Fighter to be like, I already watched this movie. It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So although we might get these weird, these weird like uh, like a five year stretch of. Weird fighting fighting game movies for a little while. That Listen, might be some fun. You could write a hell of a Tekken story. Oh, Tekken's got some. That's good some deep lore. lore. Yeah, Tekken gets a little fantastical though. Not anywhere with Mortal Kombat, I guess. But 
Because Tekken tries to be in reality, but then leaves reality. But then people would fly and shoot lasers out yeah. their mouth hole, and there's yeah. there's <laughs> robot leopards and shit. <laughs> you know, there's tiny there's tiny ankle sized dinosaurs. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. kangaroos that box and get to shoot weird world. Yeah, Listen, I played I played way more Tekken as a kid than okay. I ever did Mortal Kombat. Okay, so. I got you. Tekken's good. Give me some Eddie Gordo any day, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> the only character you can tap Owen, Owen X with and just whoop ass. Just, I will <laughs> spin on my hands and kick you in the face. <laughs> Interesting. Well, the, the, I never know what I'm getting into week after week with you guys. Uh, okay, so one of my last questions is, what movie do you think this opens up the possibility to see next as a franchise? Even, if it's, not a, even if it's not a fighting... No, I'm, <laughs> Well, Chris is right. Mortal Kombat 2. I don't know, though. So I'd like some video game properties like this that wouldn't take themselves quite so seriously um, to get involved. But I couldn't name anything off the top of my head. Because, listen, I, I want to make something perfectly clear. As bad as this movie is and as much as I enjoyed it, if we get a Last of Us series or movie that's this bad, oh God. I would I would riot. It's not even <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean that seriously. Like... There are movies like that or <laughs> stories along that line that you want done in a certain way. In Mortal Kombat, it's okay that it's done like this. Yes. There's a lot of other video game stuff. The one thing about video game movies is you can be like, I want to see this character survive and succeed. In Mortal Kombat, I'm like, I want to see them get their asses kicked. Yeah. So, I don't even give a shit who wins. So like, <laughs> it's like in, in, in a World War this World Kombat movie, for example, where you know we, we lost, we lost uh, Kung Lao. What if Liu Kang dies? You know, movie one. You know, are you upset or you know? I wouldn't. Have, I whatever? wouldn't have cared. Yeah, I, I, I would have been completely indifferent to him. Yeah, to him and then you know, because and like Liu Kang wins like nine of these tournaments, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't he like the biggest badass that they have? Yeah, he's actually the most recent villain, actually. So there's like it, spoiler. It's, it, I mean, yeah, whatever, uh, in the games, but it's just interesting to think. You know, one of the most iconic characters, the good guy, who was kind of a was like a B level character in this movie for his franchise. And he could have died and been like, huh, cool movie. <laughs> Look at Jax's little arms. <laughs> Kato ripped out his heart, man. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so where weird. we are. I don't know. So weird. Now, how do you feel like you're oh, – sorry, this last question. I have a lot of questions. How would you feel if your 95 self watched this movie and not the other Mortal Kombat movie? Oh, this is the best of the f- – well, i, I got to watch the first one again. Yeah, I, I think I'm with Chris on that one. Because I'm pretty sure I like this movie more, but I bet you the first one's probably a better overall movie. Yeah, so yeah, as an actual movie, and like with with, with them trying to like play like structure and script, they tried to pay <laughs> some homage to it in the first one, and it was a better movie. This was a little more fun, I think, probably, and like the fights were more exciting than this one. Well, this is more video game. Yes, that was so. more fighting. Yes, that that is true. I don't know, like. I, I I got a soft spot in my heart for the first Mortal Kombat because I, that's the first movie I saw in theaters. Wow, so really? Yeah, yeah. Like like not with like my parents, but like I went with like, like like one of my friends. So like I I remember watching that movie in theaters. So nice. It's one of those things where like I, it, it's a hard thing to say. I got to watch the first one again to be able to answer that question accurately. I feel like this was the more fun movie. I think the first one's a better movie though. Probably. Well, but the, the, I mean the the one in the nineties they 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 tried to attach a real story to it. I mean I, I don't. Again, how, how much of a fan I am of that. I like when they do that, but not for video games like this. Is This was exactly the Mortal Kombat movie that I think... This is the the best, most campiest one that is self-aware of what it is. But I think the other movies are probably a little better because they're not just solely... I don't think Annihilation will ever be better than this movie. 
Oh, Annihilation's a disaster. Was it a disaster though? Yeah, well, gonna... Annihilation is as bad as this movie is without the fun. All right, that's a fair way to put it. And that's pretty bad. It. I haven't seen it for a while though. I have to go back and check check those. Um, the Shao Kahn overacting in the sec in the Annihilation. Well, like is Annihilation just... is legitimately considered one of the worst movies ever. Ever. <laughs> so then the '95 version then versus this version. That's the those. The so that's a more fair comparison. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Let's uh, let's score this movie. Uh, Chris, I want you to go last. Okay. Because this was for you. Okay. All right. Uh, Grace, you want me to go or you want to go? I'll go first. I'm, I'm going to give this movie a 3.5. But you guys seem like you're dumbfounded. I was waiting for more. Yeah, I was just um, you know, listening to you. Here's the thing about Mortal Kombat movies. I had a great time watching it. I was glued to the screen watching it only because I was kind of enamored with the characters and, and how well realized a Mortal Kombat movie in a Mortal Kombat universe was, if that makes sense. But in the, in, sure. in the same way I was... In the same way, I was as happy with Sonic the Hedgehog being being as great as it was. Okay. I, I just think we we now have the technology to tell some of these weirder, off the beaten path stories, and I'm I'm all for it to see where it goes. But I mean, as far as a movie is concerned, about you know looking at it on the scale of quality is, I mean, I just it's really it doesn't answer any, it, it doesn't answer any questions. Uh, it doesn't even follow movie making rules half the time. So. I mean, it's yeah, 3.5 is fine. Um, so I, I like something you said there when you said a Mortal Kombat movie set in a Mortal Kombat universe, which I think is a fair way to put this because you could like, I think the first Mortal Kombat movie is a Mortal Kombat movie put in our universe. Exactly. Okay. And that's why it makes it different where this is like Mortal Kombat's like a thing, yeah. you know, like that. And that's okay. Um, now that being said, listen, this movie is pretty bad. I'm not going to go quite as low as you, but I'm going to give it a flat five. Just because I would absolutely recommend this awful movie to people just because I want them to see what I can see out of this movie. I want you to understand that if you put away all the fantastical things, there is a funny, fighting, violent movie here that at least will keep your attention. And I, listen, there are some bad moments in this movie. There are some corny ass lines and there's a moment where I just went... Ugh, really? <laughs> like that that happens in this movie. Yeah. But I also laughed really hard. Especially the Kano scenarios with stuff. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay. His character is hilarious. Like I said though, I watched somebody get run through a circular saw and I <laughs> laughed about it. Um this movie, there's something there that I just can't really like like say what I mean. But watch the movie and tell me if obviously this movie's kind of bad. <laughs> but I think you like it. I really do. If you're okay with extreme ultraviolence, because listen, if you're not, this movie's not for you. <laughs> I want to premise that right now. Yeah. All right. So, I'm. We talked about this earlier. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to do something that 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 we hate. And I'm going to give this movie two scores. And oh, I, buddy. I think just because of what was said earlier, I think it. The question that was asked by somebody that I know scores this movie perfectly for me. This movie, I had so much fun with. It was it was so it felt so good watching this movie, laughing, have like I laughed so much too. Like it was great. Kano stuff, a lot of the homage they paid, it was awesome. My experience with this movie is a is a solid seven. Easy. I had a great time with this. This is a really bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a pile of garbage. It's pretty bad. And, and like if it if this was any other movie, man, this thing is a three and a half. Uh, and I was doing that because three and a half, you double that with my fun, that's a seven. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, 
realistic score, this is a three and a half. This movie's bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. I, I don't think it's a bad idea for, you know, every once in a while, one of us gives it a, well, the one of us is more passionate about something. My gives heart it a, hearts, man. I, I had a good time in this movie. Again, though, listen, if this wasn't a campy, fun Mortal Kombat movie, this movie is straight up a three, three oh, and a half. God, yeah. It's bad. Yep. It's real bad. And, and like you said, anyone that's a fan of the series, you know, that you can, that you can say, dude, watch this movie. You're going to yeah. like this movie. But I, when, I, when I look at my mother, I'm like, no, don't watch this movie. You're going to hate this. Yeah, you know, when we talk Oscars next year, <laughs> we ain't going to talk about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's just not snub, but it's fine. <laughs> Palm Springs got snubbed. Yeah, too. yeah Palm Springs is. Let's bad. talk about the real Oscar. <laughs> All jokes aside about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, no. Mortal Kombat, great execution, bad movie. <laughs> Flawless. Flawless victory. Oh, man. Well, no, I'm, I'm excited to see where, what the scene, which they inevitably have already started pre production for the sequel. I hope so. I hope they so. come with the same energy for the next one, yeah. just with a little I more money. I want the same amount of terrible. And just a little bit more good. Yeah, okay. is that I, fair? Well, yeah, I don't care I like how that. they have to do it, but they need to bring Kano back, and they need to have the same guy playing Kano and just giving one line. Oh yeah, I don't even care if he doesn't participate, as long as he's given the one liner. That's all. Listen, if he's the color commentator at the actual tournament, I just want him. I just want him like behind Shang Sun as his henchman, just saying one liners while the fights are <laughs> happening. Just <laughs> yeah. riffing on this fight. Can you, can, can you imagine Kang a pussy? Can, can, can you imagine him being one of the commentators from Dodgeball when, when, yes, when they're fighting these matches? Oh, there you go. Just, just imagine, him, imagine him watching Johnny Cage's fight. Johnny Cage does the iconic splits nut punch. You know, what, what's Kano going to say to that? Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Actually, what's going to happen when it happens to Kano? There, oh. <laughs> oh, yes! You hit me right in my fucking nuts! <laughs> Uh, such a, that's a great that might be the best question of the entire episode what's what Kano what's, I what's can't Kano? wait till Johnny Cage punches Kano in the nuts it's a great what's Kano it. gonna say when Kano gets hit in the nuts <laughs> oh man that's great great alright this has been a kind of a silly episode but thank you for listening this has been episode 224 of For the Love of Cinema each new episode with uh, each episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Do not forget to check out the Facebook page. Uh, we're always posting things there. And check us out on YouTube as well. Next week, we're talking about because nothing came out theatrically, we're talking about The Mitchells versus The Machines, which is Netflix, and Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, which is Amazon. Next week should be an exciting episode. Yeah. <laughs>